episode 10 of the Online Chicken School podcast. Today we're continuing our discussion about why hens stop laying and what you can do about it. It's time for the Online Chicken School podcast. Whether you've been keeping chickens for years or you're just fixing to get started, we'll help you get your schooling. And now, here's the chicken tenders, Don and Susie. Hello, I'm Don, the big chicken tender. And I'm Susie, the little chicken tender. If you're interested in backyard chickens, you're in the right place. Doesn't matter if you have a whole lot of chickens out in the country or just a few somewhere in the city, this is where we share our knowledge, experience, and opinions to help you get the most out of your backyard flock. To start off this episode, I want to talk about how excited I am about our light Sussex chicks hatching. I cannot wait. We just moved them from the incubator to the hatcher. So they've got three more days till these fluffy little yellow chicks hatch out of their egg. And as I always say that they're born, you always say they're hatched, but I can't wait. I am so looking forward to this and I'm going to be devastated if none of them hatch. We have, over the last year, we've hatched a lot of baby chicks, a whole lot of baby chicks, at least by our standards. And it's become sort of routine because we've always had the same Bard Rock, Gold Lace Wyandots, Rhode Island Reds, and Dot Rock Hybrids. Those are what we've always hatched. This is the very first batch of Light Sussex baby chicks that we're hatching. The, the hens have finally gotten old enough and have been laying for just a little while to kind of get their systems working right. And I tell you, we're pretty excited. It's it's because we really like the light Sussex chickens. And every time we have people come over to buy other baby chicks, they always ask about the light Sussex. They're always like, oh, how do I get some of those? I really want some of those. And so we're excited on that front that we can start selling some light Sussex baby chicks. But also the fact that we're planning on those being the backbone of our meat birds. Right. They are uh, beefy birds. We're hoping. They're hefty gals. (laughs) Big boned. And another reason I'm excited is, and this is going to sound silly, but they're our first little yellow fluffy chick. And in my head, when I was a little kid and all growing up, when you think of chicks, you think of like that poster child for the Easter chick, which is the little yellow chick. And these are going to be just like that. And I'm, I'm so excited. Yeah. And they've been, so they've been in there for just about three weeks. It's three weeks total. So we're three days short of three weeks. That's the longest three days. Yeah. So three days from now, we'll have little yellow baby chicks. Or on the next episode, we'll be devastated (laughs) and telling you that none of them hatched. So hopefully everybody, fingers crossed, uh, we have a good episode for you next week. If we don't put out an episode next week, it's because we're just too depressed. Yes. We're in mourning. Okay, so moving along, let's take a look at the news. The New York Post has an article out saying that the cost of meat is going through the roof and just skyrocketing over the last year, which is probably not a surprise if you do the shopping in your family. Yes, it has gone up dramatically. Every time you go to the store, you're like, bacon costs what? Even when the sale prices, you're like, really? That's the sale price? Yeah. And what amazes me is they say, like they have statistics in the article here, but They'll say, for instance, ground beef has gone up 11%. Well, that 11% is a pretty good jump. But a lot of food items, you look at the price last year, they've literally doubled. Right, yeah. I don't know where they're getting the 11%, but our grocery store has them included into that percentage. It's it's way over. 
Okay, so reading from the article here, the cost of ground beef has gone up 11%, pork has increased 9.4%, fish has spiked 4.2%, and I guess the the ground beef and the pork are the ones that are really going up, but when those prices go up, what happens is people stop buying those and they, they buy more fish, they buy more chicken, which increases the demand on those, which then makes the prices on those go up as well. Right, and I gotta tell you, I am a cheap wad. I am, well, you call me thrifty. Um, You're a thrifty lady. I'm cheap. And uh, I think it's pushing me to really want to grow our own vegetables because vegetable prices have gone up and have our own meat supply. Yeah, we've been, if you listen to past episodes, you know that we've always intended to raise meat birds, just have not got around to it yet. But this... This whole scenario about meat prices going up so fast is really pushing us to make that jump. And that's where we're at with raising these light Sussex is from this first batch of light Sussex, we're going to keep several to raise for the next 16 weeks and then process as meat. Yeah, so we'll see how that goes. Uh, we may not be as concerned about the high prices after we try and process our birds, but uh, I'm, I'm hoping that we'll be able to get through this and have our own meat source. I didn't read the last sentence of that excerpt from the New York Post article, and it's that poultry prices have gone up 1.3%. I just can't see. Well, they were high anyway. They had gone, they'd been steadily going up for the last several years, but I've seen a jump just like with the pork with the chicken, not as dramatically like you were saying, but Definitely more than 1% here, at least. Well, because 1.3%, that's half of the normal, like 3% is kind of considered a normal inflation rate. So 1.3, that's half the inflation rate. If it if it really only went up 1.3%, you'd be celebrating that chicken prices aren't going as fast as everything else. That's true. All I know is everything's getting more expensive, and we're going to give the, the meat bird thing a real... We're going to give it a go. Real effort, yes. And we'll be keeping you posted. Heads will roll. <laughs> Literally. If you're interested in reading the New York Post article, you can find it on our website in the show notes. And that's at onlinechickenschool.com slash the number 10. Because we're on episode number 10. And Don will provide a link to that article in the show notes. Okay, today we're wrapping up a two-part series called... 10 Reasons Hen Stop Laying and What You Can Do About It. Is two episodes considered a series? That would be a mini series. It's a very mini. It's a, a micro, micro series. <laughs> micro series. Yeah. So if you didn't listen to last uh, the last episode, stop right now. <laughs> That's right. You don't want to hear how it ends. <laughs> yeah. There is no uh, suspenseful carryover. So if you're listening to this one first, no problem. Okay. We're going to continue the list from the last episode. And unfortunately, Casey Kasem just passed away. So in... In homage to Casey Kasem, climbing three spots to number six on our countdown is a little number called They Just Get Old. You really channeled him. That's an homage to you, Mr. Kasem. So aging, that is a very good reason that a chicken will stop laying eggs. They uh, typically are most productive for the first year or two of laying, and then their egg production is going to start to decline. And every hen is an individual. They don't always follow the same profile. Some hens will just gradually start declining, but keep laying through years three, four, five, six. And there are hens that even go to 10 years 
but that's not the norm. Other hens, it might be more of a dramatic drop-off that they're doing really well and you might get five, six eggs a week and then all of a sudden the next year you get four or three and then next thing you know, the year after that, it's two or one a week. And then next thing you know, they're done. Yeah. And when they do start declining, though, their egg size does get a little bigger. So you may get less of them, but you may need to use less of them because they're so big. Regarding fixes for this, there's not a whole lot you can do. Their laying decreases as they get older. But if there's anything you can do, it's really just always come back to the nutrition. Keeping your birds happy and healthy will always maximize the amount that they lay. And it, it is going to decrease. It doesn't mean you don't want to get the most out of them that you can. The big quandary is, I've had these chickens for two or three years and they've slowed down or stopped laying. What do I do with them? Well, if they're your pets, you can keep feeding them like pets. Um, you need to be raising up new laying birds before these stop or decline greatly so you can continue your egg supply. But it's kind of uh, up to you what you do when this happens. And if you're in an urban environment where you're only allowed to have four chickens in a lot of places, and assuming you got all four at the same time, now all four of those hens are three years old and they're not laying as much. Well, you got a serious decision to make because are you going to wait for them to die off naturally at 10 years old? So you're just going to not have very many eggs for the next six years, seven years? Or are you going to get rid of those four and replace them with four that are going to be active layers? That's a tough decision that really everybody has to make up their mind about. You go Not on tough for me. I know exactly <laughs> what I do in that situation. You go on the online forums and people are just so nasty. I mean, if you consider getting rid of your chickens or... If, oh, you said it was a pet and it's not doing what you want it to do anymore. So now you're just going to kill it? Yeah, the, it gets a little dramatic online. I stay out of those discussions because it's just a no win. But, you know, you got to do what you feel is right for you. Number seven on the list is a hen can go broody. And broodiness is a term that refers to a hen who wants to hatch her own eggs. They stop laying. They will sit on those eggs all day long, 24 hours a day. They will leave the eggs once, maybe twice a day to go poo and grab something quick to eat, a little drive through a little something to drink, and then get back on the clutch of eggs. So... Their whole mindset is all about just keeping those eggs that she has warm and she's not worried about laying any more eggs. So she just stops. It really is amazing what we go through to incubate eggs where they're constantly turning in the incubator and then three days before they're going to hatch, you put them in a still incubator where they're not being rolled. And you think about how a hen just does this instinctively and she just sits on them and she will constantly be rolling them. The humidity in our incubator has to be just right. Whereas she can move those eggs closer to her or further away from her and regulates the humidity and the heat that way. It is truly amazing when they do it themselves. Yeah, they are the masters. They will get hatch rates of 95%. And a lot of people doing home incubations are getting 50, 60% and consider that pretty decent. But a hen doing it herself, she'll get 90%. And she takes it very seriously. I mean, she she does not leave her eggs for very long, very often. You'll know if your hen has gone broody because you'll go in there to try and get the eggs and she may get aggressive with you because she's not going to, if she's broody, she's not going to like the fact that you're trying to get in there 
to take those eggs. First of all, at the very least, she won't get off of them. Yeah, you're going to have to, you'll have to lift her up. And if she's not pecking you, uh, she will not be happy. You know, some breeds are more prone to broodiness than others. Most of the dual purpose breeds and layer breeds you find out there, they don't typically go broody because over a long period of time, farmers have bred that quality out of the chickens. Because if you have laying flock, you don't want them to go broody. You don't want them to stop laying eggs and you don't want to have to fight every time to get the eggs out from under her. So most of your dual purpose breeds and your layer breeds don't go broody. But every hen is an individual. Just because you get barred rocks and barred rocks are not known for going broody, you can get that odd barred rock hen who decides, you know what, I want to... I want to hatch these out. And it's it's funny because they'll go a long period of time and not care about those eggs at all. They'll just lay them and get off. And then all of a sudden, one day, a, a switch will flip and they decide to sit on them. Yep. It's just one of those things. And we've had this happen just recently. At the first part of this episode, we talked about our light Sussex hens and how we are three days away from our first hatch of those. But a week ago, one of our light Sussex hens decided to go broody. And, you know, you go in there and she's squatting on those eggs and she isn't getting nasty, but she isn't moving either. You have to pick her up and move her to get the eggs from the other hens. They all lay in the same place and she'll just go and sit on them. And I don't know if then she gets up for them to lay more eggs and then she sits on them. I haven't watched her enough, but it's a very bizarre thing to have just started happening out of the blue. Yeah, I'm dying to know how those hens are getting their eggs under her. Yeah, that would be interesting. Well, I do know, actually, because we are collecting the eggs every day. So then there's no eggs for her to sit on. And then the other hens go in, lay in the spot. And then when she sees an egg, she goes and sits on it. I don't know. We're going to have to see if she comes out of this on her own or try and figure out a way to get her out of her broodiness. Now, a broody hen is not great for laying. However, if you want to hatch out some chicks and you don't want to go the route of buying an incubator because they can be a little expensive... You've got a broody hen. You've got a natural, fluffy little incubator sitting out there in the chicken coop. And she does a better job than you can. So you can take actually eggs from other chickens and stick them under her. And she will hatch them out. And she'll actually mother them. It's easier when they hatch because now instead of you having to put together a brooder for six weeks, you can leave them with her and she'll keep them warm. She'll defend them and protect them from the rest of the hens you got in there. And uh, it's a nice situation. It's not an easy situation to come by because you don't have any control over it. You're at the hen's schedule, not your own. But if you don't want the broody henness and you want the delicious eggs, then really one of the only fixes I've seen is you just got to collect the eggs more often so she can't develop a clutch of them. She can't hoard them and sit on them. If you take them all, then she has nothing to sit on. Hopefully she'll move on and snap out of it. If you have a breed that is prone to broodiness and the light Sussex are in that category, they are known for going broody. You don't want to keep eggs laying around. You want to collect them as much as possible. The bigger the batch of eggs they see sitting there, the more they're just going to maybe want to snap into that mode of, I got to hatch those eggs. Moving on to number eight is stress. One of the big stressors of a chicken is extreme temperatures, extremely cold, extremely hot, or the combination of like a cold and wet that could put their body under so much stress that they stop laying. Another thing that stresses them out and you can see it 
uh, almost immediately is if a dog comes by, <laughs> they get a little freaked out, uh, small children and predators. Now, of course, you, they see a fox walking by, they're going to get a little freaked, a little bit stressed out. But uh, if you have a lot of dogs that are constantly running around the coop that could stress them, keep them stressed for a while, may slow down their egg production. Yeah, there are dogs like ours that if they do want to go see the chickens, they'll just go lay down and just stare in the cage and they don't really do anything. And that doesn't stress the chickens out. The chickens don't seem to even bother that they're there. But we have seen dogs that are running around the coop, chasing the chickens around the inside, even though they can't get to them. They're running around the coop itself. And that's clearly stressful on the chickens. The chickens do not like that. Yeah, it's funny because our chickens have really gotten used to our older dog, Max. And I had some of the really young bard rocks out yesterday, giving them some little treats and some attention and handling them. And if everyone remembers George, my uh, rooster bard rock, had him out. And Max came over to lay next to me because I had watermelon. And, you know, he keeps creeping closer and closer and closer, hoping I'll give him some. He wasn't getting the hint that I was just giving it to the chickens. And he laid down next to me and George comes walking right up on top of Max and was picking the gnats off him. The little barred rock hens, they would come up and he's got a collar with a little hanging shiny silver tag and they were coming up just pecking at that thing. He is so good around them. He just kind of gives them a look like, leave me alone. But he didn't want to leave because he didn't want to miss a chance for watermelon. So he just stayed there. But... Our, that dog does not seem to stress them out. You named the cockerel George, but you also just yesterday came up with a name for one of the hens. Yes, I was sitting there and I had an epiphany. I had George and I was saying, hi, George, how you doing? You know, just talking to George. And then for some reason, I just looked over at the hen and said, how you doing, Wheezy? And I don't know why, but it's just George and Wheezy. They're the Jeffersons. I thought that was just so cute. I think it's funny now, but when you said I came up with a name for the other hen and I said, what? And you said, Wheezy. <laughs> I freaked out because Wheezy to me implies breathing problems. <laughs> and when you said that, I thought, oh my gosh, is she sick? No. So I freaked out a little bit. But then once you explained the George and Wheezy thing, then I thought it was pretty funny. Yeah. They're adorable. I love them. So they're George and Wheezy. All right. Second to last one on the list. Number nine is egg eaters. This one isn't really a reason your hen stops laying, but it'll look that way. Yeah, it's a reason you have stopped getting eggs. Yep. You think, you're thinking that your hens aren't laying. They actually are, but something is snacking on them. Yeah, and that could be your chickens. Uh, this happens sometimes when an egg breaks and it gets on them or something. Somehow they eat it. They get the taste for it. And they're like, oh, this thing I just laid is now food and I should peck at it and eat it now. This is a bad situation. You do not want your chickens to get the taste for their own eggs. Yeah, that it is so hard to break them of this. Not only will they eat their own eggs, but then they'll say, oh, Wheezy just laid an egg. I'll go over there and eat her egg. And Scarlet Crow Hansen just laid an egg. I'll go over and eat her egg. Chickens will eat the shell too for the calcium. To you, the hen isn't laying at all. There is no sign of an egg. However, if you look carefully, you might see some signs. For instance, you could have a little yolk smeared in the nesting box or little pieces of shell. That's a good indication that one of your chickens is eating eggs and they're just leaving a few little clues behind. Yeah, or maybe they could have yolk smeared on their face like, uh-oh. Here's a, here's a sure sign that your chickens are eating eggs. You get up in the morning, you walk out to the coop, you open the door, 
and one of your chickens is eating an egg. That, that's a big indicator. That's a sure sign that they're eating <laughs> eggs. Now, what can you do about that? This is a tough thing to break a chicken up. You have to make them repulsed by their own eggs so they don't eat it. One of the ways is taking one of their eggs, blowing out the inside. You could put the little pinholes and blow out the, the insides and fill it with yellow mustard so that when they try and peck at it, now you stick it back in their nesting box, of course, and when they try and peck at it and eat that yummy goodness on the inside, they are surprised by a nice tangy yellow mustard. And chickens hate mustard. Which is why it should hopefully work. There are other egg eaters as well. It may not be your chickens that are eating their own eggs. It may be mice, rats, snakes. They will all steal your chicken's eggs. And you may be out there going, oh, you bad chicken, you're eating your egg. And the little rats in the corner going, hee, 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 hee. Is that what they do? They go, hee, hee, hee. I don't know. That sounds more like a mice laugh than a rat laugh. Rats uh, laugh like, <laughs> Yeah, that's true. How's a snake laugh? <laughs> they don't laugh. They have no sense of humor. They may be stealing the eggs and eating the eggs and your chickens could be laying just fine. Yeah, so you're doing everything to try and figure out why your hens aren't laying and you're really just feeding all the mice, rats, and snakes in the neighborhood. So the fix for this one is really predator-proof your coop. You want to make sure that your coop is locked up good and tight and that there are no ways for mice, rats, and snakes to get in there. That's a tough one because mice and snakes can sneak into some pretty small places. So you might think you're Coop is predator-proof, but you might want to give it a little inspection. There might be a hole just big enough for something to get in there. One of the only other fixes I can think of is collect those eggs quickly. If you know what time, you know, your chickens are laying an egg, sometimes they'll be singing their little song. If you're home, go out and get them. Don't leave them out there all day. Grab them before anything can eat it. Okay, and finally, on to number 10 on the list. This is another situation like number nine where they are laying eggs. You just don't realize they are. They're hiding them. Sneaky chickens. This situation can happen a lot with free-ranging hens where you pretty much allow them to have unlimited access to most parts of your yard. That nesting box in the coop might be cute, but there's an awful lot of really cool places in the yard that they can make their own nesting box. You may think they aren't laying because you look in the nesting box and it's like, shoot, there aren't any eggs here. But as you're watering your plants or, or walking around your yard mowing the lawn... Oh man, there's an egg laying there. How did that get there? Yeah, or more likely you'll find like three dozen of them. Because <laughs> yes. once they find a spot, they like that spot. They do. And if you haven't found the spot for a while, maybe those same snakes, mice, rats are going to be attracted to eggs being laid in a place where they can easily access them and they may take them. If you free range your chickens and none of the other nine reasons seem to make sense, you might want to do what I like to call... A chicken stakeout. Yeah, watch to see where they go during the day. Uh, if you know what time they normally lay, if they lay in the morning, go out there in the morning and just kind of keep an eye on them. And you don't have to sit in the car with your binoculars. And But you can if you want to. You can. Get a box of donuts. <laughs> sit in the car with a notepad and your camera. Just watch them, see where they go, where they go for a long time and then come out of, go check it. There may be an egg there. Let's say you do find a batch of eggs somewhere. How can you get the hens to maybe stop using that as the nesting box and start using the nesting box in the coop? Well, you can lock them in there for a few days. There's nothing wrong with that. You know, your hens, as long as your coop is big enough and has enough space for everybody, there's nothing wrong with taking all your hens, 
putting them in the coop, and let them sit in there for two, three days, maybe more, so that they really have no other place to use but the nesting box you provided. And sometimes that'll kind of reprogram them a little bit that this is where you lay your eggs. About six months ago, we noticed in our big chicken tractor, which is not a walk-in chicken coop, but a fairly large tractor, we noticed that the hens weren't laying as much. And I thought at the time that, okay, they're starting their molt. It was about the right time and about the right age. So I just kind of accepted that as the fact that they weren't laying because they were all going through a molt together. There's actually two sides I can open on the tractor. One has the nesting box on one end that I look for the eggs. The other is where the water and feeder are. So after a week, I went to fill up the feeder and I opened that side and there was a pile of, I think it was what, two dozen eggs in there. Yep, we found them. They were laying, but just not where they were supposed to. They just, all five hens decided they were going to start laying in a different spot at one time. I don't know how that happened, but they were obviously all in on it together. They were. It was a big conspiracy. And then when we started collecting them out of that end... One hen was taking the eggs and putting them under the nesting box. She was trying to hide them from us under the nesting box so we wouldn't see them. Or she would lay them and then cover them up with shavings so we wouldn't find them, if you remember. So she was really trying to hide the eggs. She wasn't going broody and she didn't want to hatch them, but she didn't want us to find them either. Yeah, that was quite an experience. And that lasted for, I don't know, a couple weeks. And then all of a sudden they just started using the nesting box again. So I don't know what that was all about. Yeah, and and one thing you can do is check your nesting box. The shavings or whatever you use as the bedding material in there may have gotten wet, and they don't want to sit on anything wet. Um, It may also be dirty. A hen may have pooped a lot in there or something, and who wants to go into a nesting box, spend a bunch of time laying egg in a dirty or wet nesting box? So just check it out. See if there is a reason why they're uncomfortable in there and no longer laying. I've read online where people actually put little curtains over their nesting box, so it's a little more private in there. Yeah, I don't know if we're gonna go to that extent, but uh, very cute. How do they draw it shut? Do they just kind of grab it with their mouth and pull know, it over? I don't know, maybe it's like those uh, 70s bead curtains where it's just like they hang down in front and you just kind of walk through them. That would be something I would love to see. All right, so that's the conclusion of 10 reasons your hens aren't laying and what you can do about it. If you would like to revisit these 10, you can look on the show notes for this and the last episode, and you would go to onlinechickenschool.com slash the number nine for the last episode for the first five, and onlinechickenschool.com slash the number 10 for this episode's list. If you like today's show, you could do us a really big favor by telling a friend and get them to start listening as well. Thanks for listening. We'll see you next time. You've been listening to the Online Chicken School podcast. Look for us on the web at onlinechickenschool.com.